0: Hello and welcome to this episode of Direct to a Billion Consumers. My name is Arjun Vaidya and I'm your host. Today, I'm very excited to have Nitin Agarwal with me. Nitin is a good friend and the co-founder of Global Bees, one of the largest e-commerce roll-up players in the ecosystem. I hope you're okay with me calling it a roll-up. As D2C brands mature, exits and strategic partnerships become very important to create outcomes for the ecosystem. I'm a founder who's been through an exit and discussed this at length with Nitin many times. Fresh off a very large raise, I'm so happy, Nitin, you've taken the time out to talk to us. Thank you so much for being on the show.
1: Arjun, it's a real pleasure. And, uh, you know, we always enjoy enjoy our chat and happy to record this and uh, share some of the journey. But really happy to be here and talking to you.
0: So, Nitin, you know, before we get into Global Beast, tell us about your journey to get here. You've had a long career spread across startups, financial services, and I'd love to decode the key parts of this journey
1: yeah it's been a long 22 23 years of career uh, honestly um, i mean started with financial services in the city i've been in startups all my life after that and really enjoy the fun of building from zero to one and one to ten and that's that's what i've done yes over the last uh, couple of years uh, i was also into a large corporate which is again my second standard as a corporate and which was surprising that how i lined it up there but again, an exciting opportunity to look at a large enterprise, look at the transformation, look at the business inside inside out and how to transform. So I think it's, it's all about you being excited about what you do and the value creation that one can do at a place. And that's really what drives me. And that's taken me, I think... The, the inquisitiveness to learn, the, the always that uh, unboxing of a new situation has taken me through various sectors from financial services to software services to e-commerce to financial services of various parts and a large enterprise. So it's always exciting to, I think, decode and build something new. And that's how even Globalbees got uh, created or conceptualized.
0: So tell us about that, right? Just prior to Global Bees, you were the Edelweiss. What took you to make this big change? Tell us about the thought process getting into this. Well, I mean, thought process, I mean, Superman have been known each other for 20, 25,
1: uh, 22 years, right? And uh, we've been talking about, uh, you know, how do you play the brand's business? Uh, you know, there is a retail business, which uh, First Try and Superman have been involved in. But then there's other factor of building the brand business. And it's it's hard to build brands, honestly, especially in India. And India is still such an underpenetrated brands market. Our, our 80% consumption is still a non brand stuff. So there's a long way to go. But essentially, when you're building a brand, it's, it's a hard journey with respect to supply chain infrastructure, which are, uh, with respect to product market fit, uh, the R&D, the distribution. It's a fairly, fairly complicated business. And while we get a lot of people, India is a country of entrepreneurs, right? There are so many of these businesses which are selling products, but converting them on into a brand, even where there is potential, is a hard. People don't know how to do that. And that was the real opportunity, I think, Sapoma and I discussed, for a a very, very long time. And eventually, that discussion over the last two, three years has culminated into Global Bees, which basically dreams of building some really impactful brands which can create impact not only in India but at global scales. And while we do that, we believe there is a lot of synergies of infrastructure, of knowledge, of, uh, of people, of playbooks, of marketing distribution, sourcing at a global scale, which can really help the entrepreneur who've got a very right customer insight, who know the product inside out. And then if you marry the product and a customer understanding, with our infrastructure and marketing and branding and supply chain and capital, I think it's a, it's a marriage which can really create impact on the world.
0: And that's how Global Bees came into play. And look, since Global Bees has come into play, right? I would say the last six to nine months, it's been absolutely crazy in the roll-up ecosystem, in the D2C ecosystem six seven eight however you categorize them players playing in the market so tell us about the ride like what's happened in the last six to nine months well that's bound to happen
1: right i mean whether it's us or india the markets are so dynamic people look at the opportunities and somehow you you end up being in a situation where everybody looks at some opportunity together but it's just a large country i think there are multiple players who take a attempt at the opportunity and and try to go after it so it's good for the ecosystem i i remember you and i talking in the initially and the and the fun which was being made about the roll up oh why would somebody sell to roll up is the india market deep enough how will you get companies at such a valuations and so and so forth all the things and i think 6 months it's it's come a long way in terms of how this journey has been but coming down to i think six seven players everybody has built a thesis around whether it's category what is the value addition somebody wants to do what's the vision that somebody wants to play so there are multiple playbooks in play i would say and ultimately it boils down to execution i think uh people will execute and i'm sure more than one people will will succeed and do their own niche create their own value system and it's good for the ecosystem right for somebody like us uh, Again, we would look at a certain size of a company, you know, maybe doing three, four, $5 million or upwards. But then there are equal opportunities to create, to take like a $200,000 revenue run rate company and scale them. So everybody is creating niches. And I think there is enough and large opportunity for people to create value if they execute well.
0: Absolutely. And I think uh, I totally agree with you. The Indian market is deep enough to have various players doing different things. And it's not a one player wins all. So I wanted to sort of shift gears and talk about something more theoretical, right? And you touched on this in your last answer as well. So when you roll up a business, for all of us who don't know, you you end up taking majority in the business. A founder like me builds a brand like his or her baby, right? So tell us how you convince these folks or how you work with these folks to give you such a large share of the pie while still keeping them incentivized. I think that's been surprisingly easy, Arjun, to be honest. Initially, I
1: don't think uh, we thought that it was uh, such an easy job. It's the founders who've been at it, I think, understand the challenges. And when you can hit the right mark with their challenges saying, we will take care of these challenges and now you can focus 70-80% of the time for the reason why you actually build this business, your passion for the product, whether your passion for the customer, right? And that's where you will be able to spend 70-80% of your time. I think that's that's literally gets the ball rolling. And the moment they see a partner who can take a lot of that away from them, I think that's the first value proposition that they come out with. And then, obviously, when you look at the scale, when you talk about how's your thought process, what you can do together, I think the value that they see in that capability, that vision to scale a brand is something which literally convinces the founder saying this is the right way he wants to build the brand. So ultimately, it's his baby. He wants to see his brand succeed and whatever he can get help, uh, I think he's he's really excited. And it's about convincing the entrepreneur with having a right vision, uh, the vision which is aligned and which is what is right for the brand. And rest is, I think, then becomes a very, very
0: easy job. Look at I think on what you're saying, right? A lot of people talk about what you do as only acquisitions, right? But for me, the key starts after the acquisition, when you start integrating the operations, adding value to the business. So now that you've made a bunch of acquisitions and you've brought multiple brands into the GlobalBase ecosystem, the GlobalBase family, tell us about how you successfully integrate things in the portfolio and help these brands scale as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of secrets that I'm not going to tell you, Arjun. Whatever you can share with us. <laughs> <laughs> but no, just jokes apart. I think you've been an entrepreneur, origin. You know, there are there are so many things in terms of integration. When you look at sourcing, just sourcing, we are able to, are able to do sourcing at scale with our teams in China, with our uh, relationship with suppliers, with the synergies that we bring across the brands. There are not just cost synergies, there are capital efficiency synergies that we, we bring down immediately. I think that plays a huge part when you look at new product development we are we are leveraging so much of new product development capabilities across our portfolio companies to be able to support the new product development across another company just adds to the leverage in terms of brand, which is gets created. When you look at marketing, for example, today we have all aspects of marketing, whether it's performance marketing, social marketing, the brand positioning, our super team is able to get into a brand quickly, advise. Get the right communication out, put up the right frameworks with respect to technology, with respect to matrices to be tracked, etc. And that literally is very, very difficult things to brand. To be able to build all that people capability individually for a small brand, that is very, very difficult, which we are able to bring in technology i think is one of the very very important aspect uh, very few people are able to invest enough into technology to build the right infrastructure at this scale that is always a very very uninvested area especially in the startup stage so our our entire platform which which integrates right from you know you thinking about a product to getting it live and then marketing we have a fantastic integrated research analytics platform with the operations integration, which literally takes the pain away. And that requires investment. We build those infrastructure, we're building those infrastructure, and that's what brands utilize. So then comes the distribution, whether it's online, offline, how do you take somebody international, All those capabilities, infrastructure and people that we've built around the ecosystem literally helps the brand. So so founder is about just about product, think product, think customer, think product and think customers. And rest, we are able to kind of take care of and help the brand in every aspect. I mean, simple thing, right, Arjun? Today, if you were to sell best and get the customer's product the fastest to the customer, you know, you would literally want to have twenty five or thirty GSTs in this country and literally deliver it locally, right? At best, I don't know with Doctor Whether at best people will reach five or ten.
0: Five, five, five is
1: what we reached. Right? Yeah. And now how do you get beyond that? It gets incrementally complex by exponential, right? It is not plus one, right? It gets incrementally complicated and that's really the value that we are able to add in terms of the growth in terms of uh, the ecosystem and what brands can do so it's it's far more than capital and the value is far more than capital uh, which we are able to bring to this ecosystem
0: and i think you know when you talk about sort of more than capital as well, right, you're bringing so many functions together. And so building a large, strong, multifunctional team is also very important as you go along with this model, right? So tell us about your mantras for finding these people and bringing them on board and and putting this sort of multifunctional team across the value chain together. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think for this, you need to have a right organizational structure,
1: KPIs and... Uh, what we call as the value addition matrix. So we measure our company and every function with something we call as a value additive matrix. Every function, whether it is our growth functions, you know, multiple functions in growth, social media marketing, we say here is the baseline for a brand and everybody has defined their value addition, which is sharp, which is measurable, which is non, uh, you know, it's not open to interpretation. And once we've put that KPIs, when we put those you know targets in mind, we look at people who are able to imagine into those large enterprises and they're able to put those right infrastructure or a service organization around it. And that's how we bring people together. So we have literally broken it down the organization at a functional level and a value-added KPIs. And we are very clear with our people saying what are they doing? Is this value-added KPIs? And then we go around people who are best suited to add to those value-added KPIs and achieve those value-added. And that's literally how we put it together. So very, very focused on each and every number and output. And that's the clarity of that framework in our team is has is, is been, is been superb, which has been able to build this infrastructure
0: together. I think it's not, especially in what you're doing, right? Not possible without really strong executors across the board. And, and, and I think you guys are thinking about it right in that way. So, Nitin, if I talk about capital now, right? So, a lot of young people, young founders, prospective founders reach out to me and say, like, how do we crack this myth of funding or demystify this funding, right? And capital has been pouring into your sector and your company has raised a very, very large amount of capital. I also, I also believe smart capital is better than just taking capital, right? Considering capital may now be considered commoditized. Tell us how you think about successfully raising capital and choosing partners.
1: Yeah, to be honest, Arjun, um, that phase, I, I think we've been we've been lucky with, with the kind of investors and a cap table we've been on board. I think we've been fairly clear are in our mind saying we need good long-term partners who've seen the global scale can align to our our vision in doing the right things with the right matrices because not not everybody every business is thought uh, in the same fashion by every board anybody who understands this deep execution and has a patience and aligns to our vision of creating not just sellers but being able to build a global organization with uh, impactful brands i think that's been our key and to that extent you know our capital partners have believed in that vision they've had global experiences with these players or the brand play and that's very valuable to us so the the engagement level that we've had with our capital partners with the board has been absolutely amazing and we'll continue to do that so You're right in in some sense, with all respect to investment and capital, it's a commodity. But I think choosing the right capital, choosing the right board, which is fully aligned, your vision is very, very important also rather than just
0: capital. I think uh, Nitin's advice for all of you listening, regardless of the stage that you are raising capital, I think the people you bring on board are partners for a very long time. And so thinking about that is also really important because it's someone you have to meet every month for a five to seven year period, right? And so building that relationship and having that connect is also important. In our case, it's it's been every week since last eight months. (laughs) Exactly. And so having that conversation, wanting to talk every week, getting in the room, building value together, I think that's really important. True, true. So, absolutely. And even absolutely. as someone who's so close to the ecosystem, you know, meeting so many brands, all founders want to know what is Global GlobalVise looking for next? What kind of brands, what spaces, what kind of businesses, what makes a business something that interests you? A uh, few things. Price,
1: product, market fit. I think that's, that's the most important. Again, we've done our researches in top down in the category and we keep on adding categories to our roster of research and a thesis category but before we kind of look at investing in a particular category we build out top-down thesis we look at into and supply chain we try and understand that supply chain we try and understand the mode and only after that we get into a category to say okay now we are clear what this category entails what is the value addition what are the most and then we look at people who have aligned you know to the customer need, have figured out this customer mode which is there. And then we go out there to see what we can build together. So that's that's the first thing and saying people have understood the product market customer fit. That's more important. Second is it's very important for us to have an entrepreneur who has a very clear vision, at least on what he's building, right? You can always get some really good sales on marketplaces on Amazon on online. Just by also, you know, launching one product or playing in a gap and that gap will exist for a year or a couple of years and then you don't know what to do. So if you've not understood the category well, if you don't have the right vision for the next five years, 10 years, then we won't get into it. So I think the right founder vision, understanding of the category, and at least how he thinks about it is the second most important aspect for us. And then the third is what is the value addition we can do? So if we're not convinced of any value addition that we can do beyond capital, then again, we would not invest into that. So those are our kind of decision criteria. And then obviously the price has to be right. Not to say that, but those are our priority of decision-making process.
0: And can you give us a hint into any spaces you are excited about in general? Yeah, so I mean, it's it's, it's out there in public,
1: right? I mean, India is such a large opportunity. And when you say categories, you know, you can, you can literally build, you know, subcategories and sub, 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 subcategories. So there are infinite in terms of those categories, but largely we have currently done deals in FMCG spaces, you know, there are three portions to those spaces, but we we like that space honestly we have different theses on food we have different theses on bpc we have different theses on home uh, kind of sector in fmcg i think sports nutrition outdoor we really like that category it's a it's a fairly i would say the large part of consumption is still unbranded i think the opportunities to create brands in that segment is very very massive home general merchandise is 70% of India's consumption, and it has 20 different categories under it. We are fairly excited about that category. In fashion, again, uh, we look at accessory segment, we look at lifestyle segment, as you put it, and we are fairly excited about those. So I would say it's literally across the board that we're looking at. Right now, we've not been able to build uh, some thesis, right? I mean, things like mobiles, for example, you know, we won't have any, we can't put any value addition to what we do in mobiles, if we were to do, or some electronic equipments we've not been able to build thesis, but again, we we continue to research the sectors and see what we can do.
0: Awesome, and one final question, Nitin, for you, since you're in the trenches, meeting all the brands, meeting all the founders, what's next for you in your eyes in the next five years for e-commerce and D2C in India? I think e- e-commerce is is a is a fantastic i think
1: it will continue to grow india continues to grow at a very very healthy pace uh, and i think e-commerce penetration every year has grown and will continue to grow d2c i think that's that's something that i want to kind of demystify i think the d2c word itself was coined from the perspective where i'm selling the products on our own website and directly approaching the consumer and people have classified in U.S. a Shopify business, a D2C business, a marketplace business, and an offline business. We literally don't look at it from a D2C perspective. We look at it as a brand's business. Um, Now, what is required to create a brand? And that's literally what we look at. We've always thought about it saying as a retailer, your primary responsibility to your consumer is to provide as many choices for the kind of consumer coming to your store. Just provide as many choices as possible. That's the primary responsibility and what you owe to the consumer. As a brand, what you owe to the consumer is being present at every touchpoint that the consumer is. So it's a complementary relationship. So we don't try to think it from a D2C perspective. I think more and more people think about it as a brand business where your website is just another channel which will give you a certain percentage of revenue and your marketplace is like another channel and your offline is another channel or et cetera, et cetera. I think we are in for a big journey because India, as I said at initial part of the conversation India is still so unpenetrated from a brand's business that there is a long way to go what you can build around the brand ecosystem in
0: India. And I think Nitin, we end this uh, podcast with a rapid fire round. It's a tradition that we have. So the the first thing that comes to your mind when I say favorite brand. Ooh, and now pass. <laughs> one aspect of entrepreneurship you don't enjoy
1: I enjoy every bit of it I don't think I, I can say there is something
0: that I don't enjoy what's the app you spend the most time on WhatsApp LinkedIn but I would
1: say Microsoft Teams would be the largest because that's what we use but after that it would be probably
0: WhatsApp and LinkedIn Android or iOS Android all the way is it online or offline consumption for you online all the way one founder you look up to, founders in India, founder in the world. Is one founder you look up to? Mm, wow,
1: that's a, that's a big one. There's so many of them, right? From Bezos to actually the one. Can I can I just twist it? I think one professional I look at to in terms of how the entrepreneur should be would be Satya Nadella. The reason okay. the reason I say that is he. I think taking the Microsoft from where it is transforming such a large organization to such a modern organization the way he's done over the past 6-7 years it's something I haven't seen parallel So I'm just in awe of what Satya has been able to do over the past 5-6 years and I know i mean, moving such a large organization into a new era
0: so seamlessly and so valuably it's simply out of the world. I, I totally agree and last one Nitin what's a bucket list item you want to tick off next? Well, I haven't created a bucket list, to be honest. I take the life as as it
1: goes along. But I think now the bucket list is to start traveling the world again. I mean, we just want to get rid of this COVID and start traveling the world again because thoroughly enjoy meeting people globally. And I think starting to travel is a bucket list now for me.
0: Absolutely. Look, Nitin, it's been an absolute pleasure to all of you. Thank you for listening until the next episode. We'd love to hear back from you on feedback, questions or anything else. I'm available on Instagram at AB Vaidya on LinkedIn at Arjun Vaidyan. I'd love to chat. Also, don't forget to click the subscribe icon. And if you like what you heard, please click the share button and share with family and friends. We're nothing without our listeners. It's been an absolute pleasure, Nitin. Thank you so much for being on the podcast.
1: Absolute pleasure, Arjun. Thank you.